favorite neighbors. This is Sis. This is Squirt. So we usually kind of do some type of marathon on, on New Year's. One time in high school, we watched the Marathon of Square Pegs. Yes. On, on New Year's. And then at one point, we watched the Marathon of Tarantino movies. And we try to keep themes. We've done James Bond. Of James Bond. We try to keep a theme yeah. together as far as what we're watching. So it's a similar thing. So we watched Jaws. We did Jaws We last did year. Jaws. We did Jaws last you year. You've never seen it. All of the Jaws, including Jaws 4. What the fuck was that? <laughs> <laughs> That's the official subtitle. Exactly. <laughs> we watched all of the Jaws uh, all the way through. <laughs> yeah, I knew. It was a really terrible movie. What? But we did it. We were, yeah, we did. We're like, why? So that's our theme. So this year, we decided to watch Lord of the Rings as our through line uh, for our New Year's movie. And we were like... Subtitle, what the hell were we thinking? No, subtitle, why the fuck couldn't the Eagles take them? <laughs> that's the subtitle. <laughs> And the Eagles can take them? Why? And how come the second movie's the longest and they got 10 feet? I digress. So we decided to watch Lord of the Rings and we were debating lots of different things. We were possibly going to do a Portlandia marathon. We were possibly going to do the Godfather series marathon. But we thought... The, the, the universe had aligned because one of the network channels had it on demand, had all of the Lord of Rings on demand until midnight on New Year's. We were like, this is a sign. And then you were out on New Year's doing some shopping or like a couple days before and there was a sale on all of the Lord of the Rings movies, like DVDs. For five bucks. For five bucks. And we're like, you know what? Let's just get them. We won't do the on demand. This is a sign that we're supposed to watch this on Which we now know why they were five bucks. Exactly. <laughs> so... <laughs> We kind of start a little bit later in the day, like around 5.30, Yes. And probably too late. Yeah, probably too late. <laughs> we, we popped them in. <laughs> it was the biggest, like, regret <laughs> of our life. Like, it was the most painful thing. Now, here's the thing. I had seen the first Lord of the Rings movie, and, and this is my own naive taste. So, the first one. <laughs> Well, I did think it was a little bit shorter. <laughs> Number one, the Lord of the Rings movie came out right when I was going to college. And everyone in college, you know, you get your movie posters. Like, that's how you decorate your dorm room. At least how this they did in my day. Things could have changed. But, like, you put posters on your wall. So everybody had their these Lord of the Rings posters. I had no idea what they were. To the point where that I thought the Eye of Sauron looked like a flaming vagina. Right. And I asked someone why he had a flaming vagina on his wall, and he was like, that's not it. And I was like, I should have known, because he's a nerd, which is why he had a Lord of the Rings poster on the wall, but whatever. So I went to go see the first movie with a group of friends. Like, people were really excited about it. It was college, it had nothing to do in the afternoon. I was like, okay, I'm going to go see the first Lord of the Rings movie. I didn't know it didn't end. I was like, it's a movie. It's a three-hour movie. They're supposed to be beginning, middle, and an end. It doesn't just, it doesn't just you know what, screw this. I'm just going to wait till all of them come out because I'm not going to be burned again where I'm going to sit there and the movie's not going to freaking end. Mm -hmm. So I knew that the first one was long and it kind of was slow. So I was prepared Mm -hmm. for that. The second one, (laughs) they literally, I mean, at the end of the first movie, there, they can see Mount Doom. (laughs) At the end of the second movie, they can see Mount Doom. They get no closer. Like, it just, So frustrating, and and after, like literally after the Eagles pick 
them up. And I really thought, and then this is where it came full circle, because for a minute I thought the eagles couldn't fly to Mount Doom. Right. Like, for whatever reason, like, there was some type of magical <laughs> shield. shield around it. But when they picked them up at the end, <laughs> when they were sliding, <laughs> the, was like, the eagles could have just dropped them off. And we went back. <laughs> we could have gotten three hours out of this whole out of this whole movie. Frodo wouldn't have been, like, Frodo just needed to listen to people. Mm-hmm. Like, he wouldn't have been wandering off on his own. Everyone said, Frodo, don't do that. Guess what? I'm going to go do that. That really pissed me off. I mean, I think I said this when you and I were watching this. I felt this was a movie that was very enamored of itself. Like, the production company, the producers, the directors were very enamored with the idea of them making a Lord of the Rings movie. And so they made the movie that they, being Lord of the Rings fans, love. But I swear to God, if I never see another shot of a hobbit's foot, I won't care. Like, there were so many shots of their feet, which... I don't really understand why. Yes. I mean, uh, you establish that they're hairy, you establish that they're barefoot. So what? Mm-hmm. You know, but it's like 27 shots across a three-hour movie. Mm-hmm. There's really no point, but mm-hmm. it just sort of felt like it was a lot of the, hey, look at the makeup job we did on this, or look how we made the elf ears this, mm-hmm. or look how we created the spirit of the woods here. And it got to the point where, in all fairness, I didn't care if Frodo ever got the damn ring into the volcano. Well, I cared only because we, at that point, we, we had we, invested eight yeah, hours. Yeah, no, we cared that the movie ended. <laughs> yes. If it had ended where Frodo was like, whoop, sticking it on my finger, I would have been like, fine. Fine. You get to rule Middle Earth, I'm going to bed. It is a new year. I did not care by the end of the movie if they destroyed the ring or not. I didn't. The one thing that did surprise me was, oh, so, Smeagol biting off his finger. Yeah. That actually woke me up. I was like, damn! He lost his finger! There is, in like, the second movie, they're like walking through a swamp, and there's like, supposedly, like, bodies floating in the swamp. And literally, when that scene came up, I go, oh, I'm gonna have to sleep with the lights on. I didn't, because the movie didn't end until three hours after that, and I completely forgot about the swamp and how I felt about seeing those bodies float in the swamp. And that was, unfortunately, even still only the second movie. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, there was a lot of just let it freaking end. And then they tried with the relationship stories. Like, I I know that, was it Argon? Arwen? Arwen? Aragorn. Aragorn. See how much I cared? And I like Vigo. Like, I'm just like, he's hot, but like, my gosh. Like, his love story with Liv Tyler, I I didn't care. But that was almost so stretched out, it wasn't even torturous. It was just ridiculous. Yeah. Like, I think if they had shortened, if they had edited that a little bit better, it would have really been something passionate. It really, I don't know how long they were in that castle, or the keep. Of that one kingdom. But it felt like they were there for like weeks. Mm-hmm. And I was like, if you think your person is gone by then, you need to just move on. Yeah. But like, ultimately, it's probably only like a day or two, but you didn't feel that. Mm-hmm. There was just so much going on. Yeah. I don't know. I just was not that impressed. I'm still not. With the movie. And I think to myself, well, maybe if I had read the books. Like, because, you know, I, I do understand because I am a Harry Potter fan. And I and I get it. Like, when they did the Harry Potter films, I personally feel the last few films they did to make integrity of the genre, they made them as films. The first three were just reenactments of the book. And I can see how they can get very dry. Right. Because, but in the book, it was so descriptive because you're reading all this description and you're picturing it in your head and it goes at a different pace. And so I just don't know if, like, in the book, there's this more descriptiveness that gives you a feeling. Maybe they describe smells and sounds and all that type of stuff so that if I was reading it, because, yeah, 
describing a meadow takes like 10 pages right. if you want to do it in detail. If you do a shot on a screen, you get a shot on a screen, but if you want to get that feeling to draw it out, you could pan around and take 10 minutes to look at the meadow. I would be bored looking at it on but a screen. The, and, and in fairness, like, that's the genre. Like, that's the medium. It takes more words to make something. The beauty of the medium of film or picture is that you can, a picture is worth a thousand words. Yeah. If you can chop down six pages, you know, six pages, two frames, you should. Yeah. It doesn't mean that because it took a hundred pages in a book, it needs to take this many frames on the screen. Mm. And to be fair, it didn't do anything to heighten my mm. interaction with that scene. Mm-hmm. You know, all it did was say, okay, Peter Jackson loves these slow, long shots. Yeah, gosh, if I'd never see another rolling field shot. I mean... The one thing, though, that I did like that I also, that I thought, which was from the first movie that I saw, I thought was neat, were the ends. I thought that was very interesting, that the yeah. ends were the trees. Yeah. It's such a little word for something that was so big. Right. And that just cracks me up. And that's, that's good and fair. Right. So, literally, that's all I remember from the movie. I would like to watch a movie of the ends. <laughs> Where the trees move. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That would be what I would like to watch. But, you know, you were saying, like, how it might just be that the books, and the book, mm-hmm. I, The Lord of the Rings is a set of books, right? Mm-hmm. It, it, mm-hmm. Is it actually a trilogy mm-hmm. that has the same titles? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, it is a set of books, so, you know, there's some authenticity mm-hmm. to... And apparently the books have the map in them. Yeah, and, and all that stuff. And all that stuff in them, yeah. But where I knew I was just going to be disappointed, and so I'm not even playing in his sandbox, is with The Hobbit. Mm-hmm. I know The Hobbit. It is one book. Mm-hmm. It is not a very long book. Mm-hmm. They are making it into three movies, three Peter Jackson movies. Mm-hmm. And in order to do this, and they said this, and they admitted this, which I just think is not worth it, uh-huh. is that they're digging into, like, the deep archives mm-hmm. to, or, like, the deep appendixes mm-hmm. to build, build the Hobbit movie. And I'm like, all you're doing is making... You're just enamored with making your movie. Yeah. And that's fine, actually. Mm-hmm. I'm, I totally support people doing what they love and what they're passionate about. Don't say it's popular media. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, you want to make your movie about the Lord of the Rings? Fine. You want to go live in Mordor for, you know, um, a year and, and journal your experiences? Fine. Mm-hmm. Don't create popular media, which movies are, mm-hmm. you know, and say, everybody needs to see what I did. Yeah. This is ridiculous. Yeah. And, and for nine hours for a book that doesn't need it. Yeah. It's just, I'm just, but I'm, I know there are going to be others who think otherwise, but it was also not a book that we read when we were little. It was mm-hmm. not one that, and we are not anti-sci-fi. We're not anti-fantasy. We're not anti- I have my beefs with fantasy, but yeah. But, but, but we're not like, we're not like knee-jerk reaction to, mm-hmm. oh, this was a bad no. book. No, But it was, it was, it wasn't one that we had read when we were younger. It wasn't one that we had read older. And our first interaction to it was movies and not for nothing. It doesn't make me want to read the book. Mm-mm. And it no. doesn't make me want to see the movies again. No, it doesn't. And I, I was one of the first ones. I, actually, I said this. I was like, okay, and we're going to sell these now. And you said, no, we're going to keep them. Yes, until <laughs> we can remember. And when we think every New Year's, it will will it be a Lord of the Rings New Year's? <laughs> focus to figure out what it's going to be. Right. I feel for now, now that I'm of a certain age, books that are written today that are supposed to be so future and forward thinking and I'm going to go sci-fi I'm not going to go fantasy but even in fantasy there is supposed to be this world the fact that there is a lack of diversity just yeah. pisses me off yeah but I mean it's just kind of like personally in my frame of mind I guess I forgive anything before like the 70s because I'm just like yeah the the, the whole kind of we are here there is a diverse universe there are people that are a different color than you really wasn't in the public rhetoric but now it is 
Yeah. And so I feel like if you write a book after like 1970 to now, you got to have some people of color in it. And they don't. No. There were no black hobbits. Yeah, no. No. Not even a Latino hobbit. I'll take an Asian hobbit, an Indian hobbit. I will take a Maori hobbit. Like, <laughs> just because it was filmed in New Zealand or right. whatever. I will take any of those. Not there. And that's what kind of pisses me off about the sci-fi fantasy genre in general. And there are certain books that definitely do mix it up. And there are certain authors that definitely, you know, just throw it in there. I don't even think they make an effort. They just throw it in there because it makes, it makes perfect sense. And I like those. And I also think that's personally why I would rather read a vampire werewolf book. I have found that in a lot of those books, they are very, a lot easier to do the diversity thing yeah. than... Well, because they already set it up. If they set it up in a world where a vampire and a werewolf can exist, then you've already essentially got species diversity. Yeah. So it's a little easier to throw in a black person, yeah. a person, you know, a, a Hispanic or Latina. Yeah. 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 Can, and I'm not saying, you know, vampires and werewolves are so hot right now and they're so preteen no. and tween yeah. and everything. And everyone's like, oh, that's the kind of fake sci-fi, like light sci-fi, whatever. But like... Uh, and I'm not really on that bandwagon, but if I were to pick one up, it odds are I'm going to find a vampire or werewolf or human of color and mm-hmm. not in the other ones. All right. So speaking of books, I've decided. No, I have decided. A friend. It was decided upon you. It was decided upon me. <laughs> a, a friend of mine had decided that he needed to read more, I guess, like, and just wanted to read some books. And so this is, feel I personally feel the difference between a man and a woman. <laughs> so he calls me up and he's like, would you like to read a book with me and my friend? Mm-hmm. And I go, what? Because I thought to myself, are we going to, like, sit around and read a book together? Are we going to, like, pass a book or whatever? He's like, no, no, no. Me and my friend are going to pick a book and we all three read the book. I go, you mean a book club? Because that's what women call it when we all decide to read the same book and then talk about it. But for guys, you just read a book together. So my friend, Guy, wanted to start a book club. And he wanted to read the book. So the book that he chose was War and Peace. And... <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why either. I was reluctant to to read it because it's a big, heavy book. But then I got a Kindle for my birthday, and now I have no excuse because mm-hmm. I can download it to my Kindle and it's no longer a big, heavy book. Mm-hmm. So within the next coming weeks, I downloaded... And that's the thing. So I think we are all reading different translations of it. Oh, God. Uh, he has an author, a husband and wife author team that he really likes the way they translate Tolstoy. Yeah. Tolstoy. It's Tolstoy. <laughs> Sorry. You got the pronunciation right now. He made it so wrong. Tolstoy. Really likes the way they translate Tolstoy's novels. Um, and so <laughs> I was I was picturing the name in my head. <laughs> but he really likes the way he translates Tolstoy's novels. But then his friend ended up getting just another version. Like, he couldn't find that version. For me, I went and I decided to download it to my Kindle, and I was searching through my Kindle to do it instead of searching on Amazon to find the book. So it's like, it's War and Peace. I gotta have it. <laughs> so the version that I have, none of the versions told you who translated it, like, in the uh. description. And I was like, well, that's not helpful. But whatever version I got has pictures. <laughs> <laughs> It's not though. 
when I typed in War and Peace, like, you know, tons of versions came up. And it, and I couldn't tell who was the translator. So then I just went with the one with the most stars, like, that had the most reviews and had the highest number of stars. Everybody likes the one with the most stars. <laughs> <laughs> I do. And so this one had, like, 200 reviews or something like that. And as I was reading the description, I read the editorial to, editorial review description, and I did say it has, like, like sketches and drawings that apparently Tolstoy did. Okay. They were like the person who translated. It's just some authenticity to the fact that you're reading a half picture version. Of it's not half. It just has pictures in it. Okay. But then the person said that like like this translation is like a really great translation and really like allows you to understand the the essence of the story because the person takes out a lot of the shants and shouldn'ts and mm. and shalls and shall not and I was like good and put in pictures <laughs> shut up <laughs> and took that because because that would tick me off when I was like I shan't go to the there with the whence and the who's for and all that stuff like they changed it into more modern language okay. that people can really kind of get the emotion behind it and added pictures okay you know what. <laughs> That they that they said like once I downloaded it I was like okay this one got the biggest reviews like everyone all the reviews said this is such a fantastic version of the well story. of course they did it's all fifteen I read I read the negative review <laughs> and it's long of it's course. like twenty thousand pages not twenty thousand pages but like it's still really long and then when I was like reading in detail the description I figured out how oh, long is it take me to read this book it was like and it has the only pictures I was like it's got pictures in it. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Alright, so I'm looking forward to hearing the progress that you make on War and Peace. On War and Peace. I'm glad I was not invited to this. <laughs> I, I really, I'm, I really, I'm very, very, very happy that this is your project. <laughs> so, I like reading and I'm very happy that I got my Kindle. I, I never said you didn't like reading. And, but like, I, you know what? I would have never guessed. I guess that's the difference in technology nowadays. When we were little, mm-hmm. there was never a version of War and Peace that existed. That just was not an option. You know, technology creates everything. (laughs) There are pictures in it. I'm just saying. I think that is great. (laughs) Well, we will see. We will see how good it is, and we will see with our schedule. Apparently, I'm just supposed to read Volume One. There are volumes. I don't know. But you can't buy volume one. Like, when you buy it, you have to buy the whole thing. Right, right, right. So, like, but, like, just read volume one. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. how, how far are you into volume one? I haven't even tapped on it. Oh, so, okay. <laughs> so, it's, it, it, it exists still, on your Kindle. It exists on my Kindle. It still says, new download. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't even, like, tapped into the first two pages and then flipped back. No. <laughs>
If you want to continue any of the conversations that we've started here, you can follow us at My Fave Neighbors on Twitter or through our blog, which is myfavoriteneighbors.blogspot.com. This is Sis. And this is Squirt. Thanks for stopping by. You'll, You'll notice when, when you see, see us. us.